All right, welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, capital markets analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast. My guest today, Patrick Ray, is managing director of Poseidon As- or Poseidon Garden Ventures. Their thesis is to invest in pre-series A licensed operators and cannabis technology companies founded by proven operators. The goal of Poseidon Garden Ventures is to invest in cannabis operators and technology companies that they feel have a greatest potential. With that, Patrick, thanks for being with us on the Talking Hedge. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Josh. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, what you got going on. In 2021, you were quoted as saying that uh, we see an immense opportunity at this high growth stage in the cannabis industry to actively scale these companies, leveraging our network and experience and position them for exits in today's dynamic M&A environment. So as a venture uh, capital firm specializing in the cannabis industry, what are the unique challenges and opportunities that are you seeing now in 2023? Well, that's a good question to kick it off with, for sure. The cannabis industry is going through a very tight capital market uh, period right now, as much of the economy is. A lot of investment is being pulled back that was freeing flowly or freeing, uh, flowing freely, sorry, uh, just a couple of years ago. Um in a time when it's critical that cannabis companies have the capital to seize the opportunity ahead of them. We have states, new states legalizing uh, every year. We have medical states um, evolving from medical to adult use. Um, More and more consumers are um, opting to buy legal cannabis every day. And demand is, uh, for legal products is um, is significant and um, replacing the illicit market supply. So there's a lot of opportunities. Um, we are even more emboldened and have higher conviction than we ever did at Poseidon for investing in the industry, especially now when, uh, frankly, you know we have funds and are ready to deploy for the right opportunities. And um, you know there's not that many of us out there right now. Uh, so really great opportunities to be an investor in the cannabis industry right now. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of uh, opportunities too. There's not a lot of uh, uh, money in. And so you have to be very um, you know, frugal and smart and creative with how you utilize that cash right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, since 2015, I kind of was trying to get people to utilize automation, especially in the pre-roll sector, uh, developing mm-hmm. automation. Um, and now I'm looking at, you know, investment decks and how to automate that. Um, I run a hedge fund using AI, machine learning. Um, there's a lot of advantages of, of automating things, regardless of what it is. So I kind of want to dive into uh, your AI mastermind and kind of mm-hmm. where you guys are going to lead with that. Because I really um, am interested in it. Me and my wife have been spending a couple hours each night and just kind of nerding out on mid journey and stuff. And so um, I've, mm-hmm. I've written or I've published, uh, I think 11 books in my spare time. Um, so ABCs of crypto, ABCs of investing, ABCs of hemp, and then, you know, a handful of, uh, you know, stoner books, um, cross mm-hmm. puzzles and word searches and mandalas and things like that, all AI generated, mind you. So there's oh, a lot cool. of things you, you can do. Yeah. At the, at the artistic level, as well as again, back to the pitch decks and, um, there's, really neat AI tools for, if you don't know macros or VBA, you can really do a lot of automation on Excel with, with AI. A lot of cool stuff, um, including coming up with models or slogans or taglines for you guys. So I asked uh, ChatGPT, an uh, AI uh, product, uh, for some, some slogans 
for you um, at this AI masterminds. And they came up with a couple, uh, want to get your take on it. So blazing trails with AI where cannabis meets intelligence was the first one. Not too bad. Second mm -hmm. one is get baked and innovate, unleashing the power <laughs> of AI and cannabis. Okay. Not too bad. Um, but how do you see the integration of AI technology transforming the cannabis industry and what opportunities does it present for business growth? Um, well, you know, um, so we organized our first um, uh, mastermind group on AI with our portfolio companies. I think it was last week. And, you know, it feels like these days it's almost a full time job to stay on top of what's coming out of, you know, Google and Baird and chat GPT and any other AI. So we wanted to make it a little bit easier for our founders to not only learn, but also share what they've been doing. And this is something we're taking outside of just the portfolio. We're going to be organizing a mastermind group of other cannabis founders to do the similar things that we're doing with our portfolio companies. And we don't just talk about AI and chat GPT. This is like our fifth or sixth call where we've talked about topics that are relevant to cannabis founders. You know, we feel very strongly that the sort of one-to-many approach of education and um, sharing of information is um, not always the best. It certainly has its place, but it's very helpful to pull together founders who all have uh, on-the-ground firsthand experiences and have them share their experiences for the benefit of one another. So we did that with ChatGPT and AI. And I think it was a very uh, resounding success. I mean, what you're doing with your wife is the classic you, me, and ChatGPT, right? That's an exercise. And one point that came up in the mastermind call as a way to engage team members into this new technology, which can be scary. And there's always a, a hurdle, you know, that, that people need to overcome uh, when adopting new things. And whether that's like getting up in the morning and working out or eating more healthy, if you have a partner along with you, it makes it a lot easier, not only to activate, to be, but to remain accountable. So like the you, me and chat GPT is a great exercise for, uh, for founders to uh, use, to get their team members engaged in this, because I think that to answer your question, there's so many opportunities. We don't really know which ones will be the most effective and which ones will stick and which ones will have the longest sort of adherence um, in the cannabis industry. But we want our founders and their team members to feel comfortable in exploring this. Um, and that's a technique to do it. In addition, we also talked about some of the things that people are doing right now. And one of the really interesting uh, uses of this was uh pointing the AI, the chat GPT or Google Bear or whatever, or whatever you're using towards transcripts of city council meetings to identify when cannabis is discussed. So you don't have to comb through mountains and mountains of transcripts to try to find things that are relevant to what you're thinking about doing. Um, we also had founders talk about utilizing this technology to summarize the tickets that they have for if they're a technology company into um, like customer answers or FAQs or uh, frankly in their processes and SOPs. There's a lot of tools. There's a lot of applications. Um, not, it's not perfect. It's, it's imperfect. It's going to get it wrong. You know, anybody who jumps on any of these can find ways that it's not perfect yet. Um, but it's, it's important, I think for founders and teams to start engaging in it, finding use cases, um, and then, you know, sharing those with the other team members uh, to help lower that hurdle 
that they have to overcome to get involved with it. Yeah. Yeah. I was studying uh, for the national commodity futures exam, the series three, and it didn't know anything about the formulas and, and anything. So definitely has limitations, but even for the ideation stage, so my wife was trying to figure out what to post. Um, mm -hmm. She's making some pictures on mid journey and then, okay, well, what do I post? I'm like, why are you asking yourself? You should be asking ChatGPT. Give me 10 questions. And then from that, you can get creative and maybe grab mm -hmm. the best, or at least it's giving you some inspiration or things to, to go off of. Um, you know, for, for our uh, hedge fund, we're using ChatGPT to uh, have automated replies on Twitter, as well as doing a um, chat bot. So if you come and you want to ask general FAQs, bam, uh, there's automation mm -hmm. for that. So there's so many things, uh, but like you mentioned, like we don't even know what the limitations are, right? So, I mean, I've spent 20, 30 plus hours on projects, just finding out what the limitations are from an AI standpoint, because you don't really know what you can, can't do yet. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's, it's building, it's getting better. Um, but it's definitely not, not there yet. I find it fascinating though. Um, based yeah. on your call, it, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, it's, it is one of those things that it, it's so new and it seems like it's moving so fast. So it's like yeah. trying to jump into a moving car that's speeding down the road in front of you. Right. That's, I think what some folks are feeling that are, you know, busy with a thousand things they got to do running their cannabis businesses. So what we were trying to do was to identify easy entry points for the founders and have the founders, identify those easy entry points for one another, which I think is where the magic happens. You know, I think everybody's been to conferences and spent time in sessions. And then um, usually they don't, they remember a few things about the content and the sessions, but they remember a whole lot about the conversations they had with people that are doing similar things that they're doing. I've been lucky enough to be in between those conversations between founders throughout my career in the cannabis industry, which goes pretty far back and to see the value of peer-to-peer -peer education and sharing that is just so much more meaningful, I think, than the sort of expert one to the audience many. It's much more collaborative. It's, it sticks. Um, and it's, I think it's, it, it just, it, it, it's the basis for deeper relationships, authentic relationships, which is something I think we also came up in the mastermind call on chat GPT and I, AI was how do you scale your business and your people in an authentic way um, so that it, you know, people aren't just sitting there scratching their head and like, am I talking to a real person or is this an email from a real person or not? Like um, you got to make sure you're doing it correctly. And that was also a part of the discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's um, there's customer service aspect to it too. Like I mentioned with, mm -hmm. with uh, you know, either automated responses on Twitter or, or a chat bot, but um, using AI and, and machine learning to enhance overall customer experience, or is, is there anything you could share from your conversations or your own um, expectations on AI and how cannabis industry is going to develop strategies, if you will, to employ mm -hmm. and leverage that technology on a consumer or customer experience level? Yeah, sure. I mean, you can you can use it to tailor messaging to specific demographics, geographies, voices, um, languages um, that you've written and perfected as a team, right? Um, and that's that's important because I think you know in the cannabis industry we have real limitations on advertising and marketing. So the direct um, to consumer or direct to your customer marketing that you do needs to be more, more efficient, effective. 
nuanced. Um, and I think there's some interesting opportunities for taking outlines, notes, and forming those very quickly into messaging that is pretty close that still requires um, a team member to provide a, a specific voice um, of the company to. So, uh, yeah, I agree. There's many opportunities, but we've got to remain authentic. You know, I think the last thing uh, folks need to do, want to do is to like start putting out messaging and, and use it to such an nth degree that their customers don't even want to hear it anymore. Right. I mean, I think that, you know, one thing that will become a product of this technology is an increased value placed on human interaction. Right. And I think we already see that, you know, if you've ever called your bank or, you know, the health insurance company, you know, that it's one of the most frustrating things is to be caught into a, a phone system or a chat bot that is not answering your questions. And it's it does not build brand loyalty or value. It actually um, degrades it. Mm-hmm. So using it at the right times is the way to think about this and being aware and monitoring when it is the wrong time and holding fast on that. Um, is, I think is very important for a CEO and founder to understand and talk about and understand what other founders are doing, right? So they don't have to step in it or uh, fall into the, the pothole that can be part of that um, bad mistake. Mm-hmm. No, I think, like, again, I think it's good for ideas, but you kind of want that human to finish it off and give it that, that touch or culture or character, the mm-hmm. uh, corporate culture you're trying to, to put across. Um, but there is a lot of like really good um, efficiencies. Like when this podcast is over, I'm going to be uploading it to Descript. It'll be able to detect your voice, my voice, and tell me exactly where the questions lie. So I'm a busy guy uh, running a hedge fund during the day and, you know, podcasts during the night or whatever. And so I never summarized the podcast. I never pulled, you know, catchy Mm -hmm. quotes uh, because that requires a lot of time that I I don't necessarily have, unfortunately, and I don't have a team. And so now I'm able to use AI, put it into a script, a Descript is what it's called. And then it'll tell me exactly where the questions are so I can summarize it for people and create chapters. So only these things um, for efficiencies, but also decision-making tools and processes as well. So what do you envision for the future of the Poseidon Mastermind program and how or or can it identify companies with unique value propositions uh, giving you guys a competitive advantage? We'll see. Um, it's hard to, you know, and I don't think it would be appropriate for anybody to sort of declare where the finish line is or even what the race is going to be like that we're running with this new technology right now, there's just ideas. And I feel like everyone, um, if you don't feel like you've just got, gotten out of the blocks, uh, if you feel like you're, you're, you're up to speed and you're running uh, or you're across the finish line, you're probably wrong because this technology is moving so fast. Um, I think the important thing is to remain open um, and uh, uh, be ready to pivot um, and engage the technology where you find and it's on your judgment and based on, you know, which is hopefully based on real data, not someone, you know, again, up on a podium telling you like, you know, follow me into the promised land with this technology. So that's only that's happened before. I mean, you know, whether it was NFTs or crypto or Web3 or whatever, right? You know, there's always something new that uh, 
technologists are are pushing, but ultimately it comes down to human judgment and a nuanced understanding of what your business needs and what your customers needs um, are. And, and I think it's important to see it as a tool, not necessarily like for in your example, a tool to what it sounds like to engage more of your audience in a different way, more efficiently. Absolutely. But the difference in this, your business is typically based on what you're deciding, right? The data that you're taking in and analyzing, not necessarily something that a computer is telling you should do. There's always a place, there will always be place for a nuanced judgment from an experienced person. And, you know, at Poseidon, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for experienced people who have a right to win, operational financial acumen um, that gives them a unique edge to succeed. And um, I don't think that's going to change. I think AI, um, ChatGPT, Google Bard, whatever you're using is almost like, uh, it's just another question to ask to understand this person or this founder's approach to their business. And, and then, you know, how they answer these questions are very helpful for us in understanding whether it's an investable team or not. Do you have any um, wild um, hopes or expectations or anything crazy you want to share about like some radical uh, expectations? I know you you guys have invested in Headset, a data company, and I'm I'm really excited about some of the data driven insights we're going to see, the predictive analytics we're going to see and how that's going to influence the cannabis industry. What are some of the trends you um, envision or or um see happening as a result of some of the data that we're able to get from mm. from ai well i mean you know ai has the ability to um process lots of data and output insights um sometimes they're absolutely wrong right or they're totally off base they you know they misconstrue something for what it's not i think that's again where you know you need a, a smart experienced person to um, sort of uh, analyze this. But yeah, I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, this cannabis industry is, you know, recently born, right? And it's still emerging on a backbone of seed to sale tracking or whatever you want to call it, track and trace. So there's just incredible amounts of data from the early days on the industry. And that enables us to sort of apply that data set to almost anything that we're doing to inform whether or not we're heading in the right direction or making the right decision. Um, however, we've always got to remember that, you know, it's hard to drive forward looking in the rear view mirror, right? If you're, you know, you just can't do it. And um, we know there are shortcomings with data because this is a dynamic world, right? And it's certainly a dynamic industry where new products and categories are being developed all the time that have no history in the data set and that will impact the uh, future of that category or that product set. So, you know, we've got to be really mindful of, you know, spending, you know, using data in the industry in the right ways um, to make sure that it doesn't define in a historically biased way what direction we head in the future. Will, will AI be something of, of a general use or will people be able to successfully tailor it to product development? 
I know that it's kind of weird when you, if you put learn and then a web, a web URL on there, sometimes chat GPT will say, Hey, I, I don't understand websites. And then sometimes you can do a jailbreak or it's feeling, mm -hmm. you know, frisky and it'll just give it to you. <laughs> um, so you can do competitive analysis if it's the right day, right hour, or the right mood um, without a jailbreak. Um, that's kind of your, your, your way around the, the limitations. Um, do you think people will actually use that for specific tailored products and product development? Or is this just going to be kind of a general play uh, that people use for content? You know, the most honest answer I think anybody could give to that question is they don't know yet, right? It is still so early. Um, let me compare it to the cannabis industry's evolution. When I started into the industry in 2013, um, the experts said that uh, you couldn't own licenses in multiple states. The experts said that you couldn't patent anything in the cannabis industry. Um, you know, I think we've found that is wrong. And so I always am very mindful uh do not worship false idols, hmm. right? You need to um, uh, sort of deliver you to have a business tomorrow. You got to have a business today. Right. And um, you know, these technologies can be very powerful and they are powerful. And I think that's, what's so exciting about them is they've essentially, you know, chat GPT has unleashed AI onto um, at a consumer level. Um, we have businesses that are working in AI that are, you know, this is, you know, when this, this came out, they're like, yeah, I've been using three and a half. Uh, I'm already gone to four. Like this is something that is sort of a little bit in their rear view mirror. But I think the, the moment in time that we're, we're at is the democratization of, of this technology, the sort of pro providing it to, you know, every level of an organization in a way that's very accessible. And that's super exciting um, to see what's going to happen. So I don't know what will happen, um, but I'll tell you what, we're monitoring it very closely. We're using it um, as we should. And I think everybody should, you know, uh, one of the easy ways to, you know, start using it is to just start using it. Like uh, when you have a big task that you're like, oh gosh, how am I going to undertake that? is to open up chat GT, GPT or Google uh, Bard or whatever tool that you're using and see if it can solve the problem that you have, right? You know, we use it and we've found that it's quite useful in interpreting legal documents. Hmm. Um, these are, you know, if you've ever put together or had to read through and understand a contract and you're not a lawyer, it can be a mind-numbing experience to try to follow what's actually being said. And sometimes what you think is being said is actually just the opposite of what's written. And there can be interpretations of it in, in two different directions. So it's, it's not, does not replace at all the role of a experienced legal counsel on anything, but it can help um, non-legal expert founders try to better understand what's in these contracts. So, you know, that that's that's one of the fun use cases that we encourage people to to give a try. Yeah, you reminded me of uh, the license I was taking, the Finra license, where like double speak, all of the following are securities except, and you're like, wait, what? 
this mm-hmm. is not what I was thinking of. So confusing, isn't it? It's just like it's yeah. like a helpful hand in understanding these complex, uh, or you know, uh, copy that's written in a very complex manner. Um, you know, it's uh, again, it sort of helps helps things happen a little faster. Yeah. And um, that's super helpful, especially in an industry that's moving so fast, like the cannabis industry. Yeah, you want to know what else is dumb is not having inventory when you want it. Uh, so we have 1800 SKUs in Washington State, one of the most in, in North America, if not the world. Uh, you walk in and it's overwhelming. It's everywhere. Um, and you want to get a particular product and it's sold out. And then you go the next week, the next month, it's sold out. And you're like, I wonder if they're having spider mite issues. I wonder if they're having, nope, come to find out it's the store, not ordering it because someone didn't pull the drawer out. They don't have the inventory. You would think that they would have software already. It's 2023. So there's there's issues I'm I'm looking forward to that, that AI could alert people a little bit better on the supply chain management side. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a lot of things that people should be using this for uh, that that hopefully they will. And it'll prove that that customer experience. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's like the frustrating, the big, hairy problems that we encounter every day in the industry. It's a new tool to see if there is a faster way to solve that problem or a better way to solve that problem. I encourage people like, you know, every one of our team members has a chat GPT window open all the time, you know, and um, I've heard people trying to make it their default search, you know, instead of using Google, they're using Google Bard. Uh, If they're, you know, just whenever they have a question, they go to it. I was, you know, today I was like, how are, how are, uh, how is, how does an insurance company calculate, uh, a car insurance for a 16 year old. Mm-hmm. And I got a very eloquently uh, written digestible or ingestible um, summary of that. Was that through GPT or BARD? Cause I, I find that BARD is helpful because it has uh, its resources. It uh, that was I... chat GPT, but you know, that's another thing you can do in that sort of you, me and chat GPT exercises. You can have each one of you can have open, the the window and say okay this is our question let's see mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. and it's it's just useful and it's helpful sometimes to have uh, a partner uh, in the exploration of these new technologies um, it just makes it a little bit easier for people to engage and I think it's super powerful and I encourage everybody to get engaged in it yeah you you mentioned legal documents but I would imagine that an automated compliance software would be phenomenal like having a a, a robo advisor for example uh, we're taking our hedge fund and bringing it to the registered investment advisory sector. So it's not just accredited investors, but bringing wall street technology to main street is kind of our drive. So in order to be a robo advisor, um, we need automated tools in order to make that happen, like compliance and automate and tell us like when these, you know, annual things are due or, or whatever else, rather than people in Washington state running around with their, their heads cut off, you know, uh, waiting for, concentrates to be capped at 10% or wondering if there's uh, the shape, the shapes are attractive to children or too colorful or, you know, mm-hmm. all of these crazy things that don't actually hit um, the, 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 the legal framework. They're just bills in motion. Uh, I would think mm-hmm. that the automated compliance software would be super helpful. Well, that, that exists, right? So we invested in a company called 
um, Amnesia Media, their product is Highlight, right? So the use case, and this is appealing to us because it was, you know, a leading AI solution to an industry problem of how do you keep your marketing compliant with um, social media platforms and local regs and rules that are ever changing? Like, so uh, Amnesia, they have a product, it's called Highlight. I think it's highlight with a Y dot IO. You can go and sign up for this and you can upload any marketing, any images, any audio, any video, and it will go through and it'll tell you where you might run afoul of Instagram, you know, or your local regulations on advertising. And it'll identify, you know, colors, characters, words, um, that that you should be mindful of and 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 give you a output and so that's sort of you know those the, the folks that highlight you know they're a little like ho-hum oh this is cool everybody's excited about chat gpt we've been working ai for years but again this is this is sort of the the consumer interface of ai and it's it's inspiring and it, it's it's super useful you know it's it's sort of it's it's what all these founders who've been working in the space for so long have been telling us for a long time. This is super powerful and it's going to change the way we work. And they're build, they've been building tools. Um, Adaviv is another company in our portfolio that has that for cultivation technology. You know, using cameras to identify pest mold mildew, uh, mm-hmm. to stabilize yield, uh, increase yield, decrease crop loss using you know cameras that can identify this stuff using machine learning and AI. So it's fascinating. I'm excited for it to come out and touch more people in the world because it's super powerful. Um, it's but a how, fun time. How do you balance the the ethics of that? Because I know I approached Morgan. We were looking to take our, our um, hedge fund as, a, as an ETF, publicly traded exchange traded fund using AI to fully, you know, fully automated algorithmic trading. Um, I, you know, long story short, he just didn't know how he felt about AI. Um, you know, there's a lot of these, these kind of ethical things that, that surround it, ethical considerations, potential risks using AI, all, all of these things and, you know, and timing too. But how do you balance that, um, those, those concerns people have with the opportunity? The ethical concerns related opportunities, same way we have with every technology that we've reviewed. You know, you have to make an informed judgment um, utilizing uh, your understanding of the historical trends, but you're also your awareness of the future trends and where they're going. And then, you know, data sets often don't uh, consider uh, what you're hearing what you're hearing from people that haven't found their way into a data set, right? We are, we have a, a, a mantra at Poseidon, take the meeting. Um, and I believe very strongly that um, some of the best insights come from human to human interaction that isn't recorded, that isn't in a database, that can't be quantified in a one or a zero. And um, that nuance, that subtlety about where a market is heading is critical. And you just can't replace that without spending, you know, uh, as much free time as you can talking with people and understanding, and this is where the mastermind comes back into play, right? It's not a data set. It's not a report. It's not an article. It's not a chart you're finding online. It's what another founder is doing, what their experiences is and what their judgment tells them and what they share with you. 
think that is invaluable. Last question, two-part question. Uh, can you've highlighted on this, but maybe you can you know unpack it at this point. Discuss the importance of the mentorship and peer mm. support for cannabis entrepreneurs. And why yeah. that's important, as well as a mastermind program and how it's going to facilitate those connections or foster that supportive community. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, there are a lot of experts out there, um, folks that position themselves as experts and mentors. And um, there's just nothing replaced firsthand experience doing. Um, you don't know what it's like in the trenches until you are in the trenches. Right. And um I think that is the objective of the mastermind is to bring the folks together who are in the trenches to help one another. Um, I always think of, you know, those, the history that we read um, and that it, you know, the experiences of the soldiers in, in the, in world war one in the trenches, and there was no commander, there was no policymaker, there was no strategist that could help them survive through the trenches, that experience in the trenches. Uh, you need to be ad hoc, you need to be um, engaged, and you need smart people around you because they are the guarantors of your survival or they give you a chance for surviving. And I just think about that all the time when starting businesses. You know, you need to surround yourself with other people that have a shared experience that is similar to your own and current. Um, because in an industry like this, uh, in, in a lot of industries, in our world today, it moves too fast. Again, I'll go back to the experience when I started in 2013, you know, people saying, the experts saying you couldn't own businesses in multiple states in the cannabis industry, no patents. Um, you know, all that's changed. And so I always say what we thought was the way yesterday can change tomorrow. And what I know today can be out of date tomorrow. So it's critical to have a network of people that are supportive, engaged in the same way that you are in helping move forward one another. So we think the mastermind is a great solution for that. You know, I ran an accelerator for seven years and that was fantastic. And what the founders loved was the camaraderie, the support and the accountability, but in a business accelerator, you know, the ones we were running were 13 to 16 weeks long and there was a hangover when it was over in the founders and consistently in our exit uh, surveys, uh, the founders said they really missed the accountability, the engagement, the collaboration. So what we're trying to do is to create that, um, those elements of the human experience and the entrepreneurial experience in the cannabis industry with people that are actually doing it. So these will be groups of eight to 10 uh, non-competitive companies and founders. Uh, every conversation is private. It's uh, utilizing the Socratic method. You're listening, you're giving feedback, you're taking feedback. And it's in a, you know, hour, hour and a half call every month, but also putting together opportunities for the founders to go to come together uh, in, in, you know, in person at events and just facilitating the development of a network, a mesh, trellis that we can all grow on the industry is growing really fast if people want to contact you get a little bit more information about what's going on with ai masterminds how can they get a hold of you you know i think the the best way is probably through linkedin and my last name is spelled r-e-a first name's patrick i'm a poseidon i run the garden fund here um so i'm excited to interact with folks 
that our founders, CEOs, decision makers who want to be part of that network, that want to, um, you know, utilize the experience of others and share their experiences for the greater good of the industry. Because I think together we're trying to build a fast growing, sustainable growing industry that will, you know, change the world. So I'm excited about it. And I'll go ahead and throw Patrick's uh, information to LinkedIn in the show notes. But with that, I think we're going to have to roll this one up. So again, I'll take my guest, Patrick Green, is Managing Director at Poseidon Garden Ventures. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out. <laughs> don't forget to smash that like button on your way out. And check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.